Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The show got a little Midwest swag going on there. Listen to Ray Allen Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. I think I'm going to turn my microphone down just a little bit. Uh, in the valley, beautiful day out here. I know you're jealous. Someplace back on the East Coast or maybe the Midwest. Maybe a little cool where you're at, but it's nice. That's that Mike Tyson nice from Hangover. Nice. It's nice in the valley. And, of course, I'm happy to be doing the show today. I'm going to have a couple of friends call me. And, of course, afterwards, be sure to tune in and listen to Bruce the Sports Doc. Be coming up right after uh, my show, of course. And uh, always happy to have Doc give us some insight, some perspective of what's going on, and particularly with when you talk about injuries in the National Football League and in sports period and how they affect one's performance, how they affect the ability of a team perhaps maybe win a game, you know. Obviously, you look at uh, uh, the Colts, and it's very important that your players stay healthy and they are on the football field because when they're not, wow, there's a chance that you may not win a game. But, uh, I, you know, and I say each week that the Colts lose, you know, it really goes to show you how valuable Peyton Manning was to the team. But I am telling you to this day that there is something wrong in that, on that coaching staff and, and with the front office that never, we always say one man does not make a team. The team is bigger than one man. You never wanted one man to feel like oh, he's the team because you need somebody to block for you. you. You need somebody to catch the ball. You need somebody to tackle on the other side of the field. But I'm sorry. Peyton Manning has proved that to be wrong. Peyton Manning has proved that one man does make a team in the National Football League. First time in history. First time in history. So the value of that franchise, very similar to what happened to the Cleveland Cavaliers and LeBron James. What percentage of, of wins did they lose once LeBron was gone from that team? What, a 50% increase in losses? You know, maybe more than that. But the Indianapolis Colts have proven that without Peyton Manning, they are no good. They're no good. So the contract that Peyton negotiated, if he was healthy, he certainly was worth that and more. But at this point in time, it was, it's an injustice. It is an injustice what that staff and that organization has done to the fans of Indianapolis that they weren't better prepared that if Peyton Manning ever went down. You gotta have, listen, 
when 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 uh when Edge left, when Edron James left, somebody was there to take over. You know, when when, when Marshall Falk left, you know, somebody was there to, to take over. You cannot when uh when when the wide receiver. I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank right now. I've been hitting my head a few times. I'm okay. I'll let you know every now and then. But the kid from Philadelphia, when he left the wide receiver, when he left, there was some, some Reggie Wayne stepped right in. There is something wrong when your backup is not prepared to play. And so I, you know, I, I, I'm on a little rant right there. But I, right now, the Raiders goes down. Jason Campbell goes down. Now they got a backup. They got a couple backups. But Carson Carmen's gonna come in now. And I'll tell you what: when Carson comes in, now they got a quarterback controversy. Because when Jason gets healthy, you're paying Carson like you're going to be paying him like next year, 13, 14 million dollars. I'm not sure what Jason's you know, salary is, but now you got a quarterback controversy. Normally, when a player gets hurt, his replacement is not the designated starter, you know, from that point on. It's only until you're designated until the starter is healthy again. I'm not sure that's going to be the case there. I'm not sure that's going to be the case with the, you know, with the Raiders. Just win, baby. Just win, Raiders. But I've, uh, I've been waiting for this show all week long. People have been talking about things. And, uh, it's been something that's been on my mind because I'm listening to, okay, the duel, the fight, the coaches, the argument. I've been listening to that for some time. And I believe I'm going to have a caller. I think Kevin told me he and I were going he was going to call in. He and I were going to talk about this, too, because I got a different spin on it. I got a different spin on it. And, and, and we'll talk about the spin that I have on it, you know, when, when, when Kevin calls in. But, but first of all, let me just say last night, you know, the, the Jets and the Dolphins, again, I mean, two teams that uh, perhaps maybe the Jets might be in the playoff run. The Jets might be, but we, we, we know that the Dolphins the Dolphins are, are are done. The Jets are in, but the Dolphins are done. Coach Hargrave, Carl, that's you calling me on the cell phone, man. You know I'm on the show. Okay, hold on, guys. I'm gonna do this is real. This is live. I'm gonna answer this call. You know, I'm gonna do my Chris Tucker for you. Hey coach, man, I am doing my show right now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got you on right now. I'm embarrassing you right now, telling the whole world, Coach, I'm doing my show right now. I can't talk to you. <laughs> so, call me later. Coach Carl Hargrave right there, folks. Yeah, yeah, that's how that's how we do things. Yeah, former coach with the, with the Arizona Cardinals and also the Minnesota Vikings back in the day when the greatest show on turf won with Randy Moss, Chris Carter, Robert Smith, Randall Cunningham. Yeah, that's Coach Carl Hargrave. He was a part of that. So, uh, but coach, call me back, man. Call me, send me a text, let me know something. Cause I was in the middle of something, you interrupted me. Um, it, last night, those guys playing ball last night, like I said, the Jets might be in the hunt, but the, the Miami Dolphins, you know, and Brandon Marshall, you know, hey, I, I, I he, Reeves shut him down, you know, but I, 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 I at least like the fact that the approach, of the Miami Dolphins was listening. Okay, this is our best receiver, and we think our best receiver is better than your best corner. Didn't prove to be the case last night, but I at least like the fact that they were going to go toe to toe, our best against your best, 
and let's see what we can make happen. But there's some other guys that got to play in the game too, guys. Come on now. It, it, you may put your best up against their best at times, but some other people need to contribute. And I just didn't feel like last night the the, the stadium, even you know, it would. It would it, it, well, of course, Miami's not going to have a lot of fans, but but still, it's like it was. It was just one sided. Sometimes you you looked at the players and you weren't sure that they were. You know, I, I saw a couple times as an example. When when Santonio, you know, Holmes, you know, takes a little short pass and then next, you know, cuts cross field and, you know, goes on for the end zone. He's flying into the end zone. I saw a couple defensive linemen that were in pursuit of the ball that wasn't at the top sprint. They weren't putting everything out. In fact, one guy was jogging. I didn't pick his number, but he got clocked because he was jogging. You, If you're going to play in the National Football League, this is just my perspective. When people ask me to help me help their children, you got to understand who you're asking to help your son play football. I'm not wired like the average person when it comes to football. Now, when you meet me in public and maybe at church, you know, maybe you see me on the streets, maybe you come into the office, I'm okay. But when you want to talk to me about that, you know, I do a 180, DNA changes, and it's like, hmm, Frankenstein. Yeah, I stole that from, shout out to Bishop right there. Bishop Thomas. I, I stole that from Frankenstein. That, that's how I play football. And anybody who steps on the football field, you got to be a monster. You want to just take somebody's head off. This is what, this is what I want. Somebody's going to hear about this one day. And I'm going to throw it out there now before it ever happens. The Baltimore Ravens, when playoff time comes, there's going to be a pot of money that Ray Ray going to say, hey, put your money up. Put your money up. Ray Ray's going to get together with the guys. This is my personal perspective. I haven't talked to Ray Lewis. Shout out, Ru. I haven't talked to Ray Lewis. But I just feel like this. I feel like this. Okay, put your money up. Everybody put your money in. Pot. Everybody give about 10 grand. Come on. You know, 11 people. You know, you got 11 starters out there, you know, and you got 11 starters and they all put together about, you know, about 10 grand, you know, and, and, and so Ray going Ray to get together with them and they're going to do that. And so when they, when they do that, you're going to have, you know, 10, 11 players put up 10 grand. You're going to have a, a, a $110,000. I think the biggest fine is probably somewhere I've seen maybe $50,000 maybe. I think that's been about the biggest fine. But that $50,000... Times two, $100,000 with a little 10 extra. Ray Ray going to say, everybody put 10 in the pot, and we're going to go out here. We're going to take somebody out. We're we going to intimidate somebody because we just do that. Yeah, do we do that? Yes. Y'all think we don't know. We don't put no money in the pot because we didn't have a lot of money when I played. But I can tell you what I did do. I went to a coach personally, and I said, coach, can I get one? He looked at me kind of crazy. Coach, can I can I just get one? Wait, wait, one can I have one personal file? And I'm gonna tell y'all, we was playing the Raiders. I ain't gonna tell you what team I was playing for, but we were playing the Raiders. And I said, listen, I just need. Can I get him one time? Just just give me one, coach, just one. And he looked at me, and I looked at him, and I said, just coach, just one. He said, okay, you can have one. 
one personal file. And Ray Ray's going to say, okay, a personal file today going to cost you about 50 grand. So we ain't going to ask you to pay for it yourself. We're going to get some money together and get a pot. Everybody get about 10 grand. So we got 110 grand. And it's going to be enough to cover the fine. But playoff time, I bet you watch it. I'm telling you right now, these little receivers just running around like they're losing their mind. Catching balls all over the place. Jumping. You got receivers, tight ends, leaning. Lean. Come on, you might as well play the song. Lean back. They leaning back, catching passes. Why? They not worried. The game is just not the same. The, the, the offensive got such an advantage. You can do whatever you want to do. You're going to see some of the greatest catches in the world because they ain't worried about nothing. So, I, I come on, Jets playing last night against the Dolphins. Dolphins, the Jets playing like they ain't got nothing to worry about because y'all, the Dolphins ain't nothing physical about you. You playing football. There's only one team I thought they were the real pretty boys with their uniform. That was the San Diego Chargers. Miami, you, you, you playing like you live in Miami now. Miami is the one. The, uh, Miami is the greatest team to ever play pro football. The Dolphins. Nick Bonacani and them probably left the stadium last night. Dan Marino probably was. Dan didn't want to be associated with the Dolphins last night. Come on, you the Miami Dolphins. You got to give it more. You got to give it more. No name defense. Nick Bonacani and them. No, you 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 owe them more. Paul Warfield. Baddest receiver, well, one of the baddest receivers ever played the game. You need to do some studying. When you put on the uniform and you play for a team, you need to understand who that team is. And you need to, you need to know the history of that team and how they approach the game, the men before you, and the reputation. You know how it is. We're talking football here now. We, we, I just left, a man just left my office from Warden. We, we're not talking Warden. We're talking football. Play football the way it's supposed to be played. When that man went to war, he expected to come out with a certain kind of degree. Then when he sat down and told somebody he was from war, okay, I said I had to sit up in my seat. I'm from the Ohio State University. Let me sit up in my seat. Let me identify with you as we discuss this business opportunity. But I'm telling you, we're talking football. In Miami, you was like you was on the beach last night. Don't do that. This is Monday night football. I'm supposed, I think I fell asleep on the end of the damn Monday night game last night. You're supposed to keep my attention till it's over with, to the last play. The game is supposed to come down to the end. That game was over with, probably at halftime, to be honest. Now, I'm a little hot under the collar. That means if I'm a little hot under the collar, I'm acting like a coach. Because that's the way a couple coaches was acting like they were a little hot under the collar. And I got a perspective about that. I don't think coaches, when you... Mr. Godell, Roger, I think you missed this one. Because when you took no action against those coaches, you said to us that that action was okay. So that means if that action was okay and no punches was thrown, then you want to see that's okay. Your coaches can continue to do that every week. I don't think that's the message you meant to send, Roger, but that's the message you sent. They didn't do anything. There were no punches thrown. So that's the way coaches can act. After every football game, and it's okay. What you should have did, you should have issued a statement. You should have told them what's expected and your fans what is expected. Because when you said that was okay, then coaches can act like that now. From this point on, that should be what should be expected of coaches. Because no harm, no foul. Okay, I got something else to talk about that. I'm going to get deep into that. We're going to take a break. I hear a little bit of music in my ear. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Be right back after this break. 
flagship station for sports voice america sports so andy serling packed his bags left the city and is enjoying his temporary digs in saratoga but that won't stop us from bringing you playing to win the best online handicapping show for serious horse players catch andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of august on location from the beautiful saratoga race course he and his guests are some of the best in the biz they bring you new insights to making money and they tell it like it is i'm three five one in this race but the three is very much the one to be we're going to completely disagree on this race i absolutely despise her especially at one to two and it's anything but the same old horse racing show this is a nine horse field but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras playing to win with andy serling a show seriously committed to making more money at the game but with a personality this is a dunce cap horse for me if this horse wins next week i got the dunce cap on you bet.com's playing to win presented by the daily racing form look for it the day before big race days mostly fridays find a complete schedule in the daily racing form or click on playing to win at you bet.com do you feel the need for speed? Whatever your addiction, NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, Formula One, or even lawnmower racing, Pit Pass USA has got you covered. Larry Henry here, host of Pit Pass USA. I put my 30-plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster to work to bring you not only the best guests, but also the most interesting guests in racing. Pit Pass USA with Larry Henry. Your front row seat to the world of racing. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Be there or get a DNF. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. smooth there you know that little midwest swag you know we do it like that in the midwest we could do it one way or the other we could break it down for you you know we could speed it up a little bit we could do it just right and we could talk a little bit of you know football so we're gonna do that right now you listen to rail sports on the voice of america network i'm in phoenix living like it matters uh, i got my man kevin with me and i'm gonna break this down with me kevin's been a, a friend of the show and i'm gonna break this down i'm gonna I mean, kevin i gonna have a little dialogue here uh, because, you know, uh, there's only one person that came close to what my perspective was about this this whole thing. And, and that was Michael Irvin. And, and, and Michael said something about, you know, you know, each time you play somebody. But this was a different game. So let me not bring Michael because Michael was actually talking about another game. But Michael, his point could have been used in the Detroit Lions San Francisco 49 game as well. Uh, to, to to draw an analogy to that game, you know, he could have used his perspective and, and it would have fit just right. But here's what I want to say to you guys. If, if I'm not mistaken, I believe we just got out of the first quarter of the National Football League season. I think right now we might be in week seven. So so that was, last week was week six. So when I played football and they continue to do it this day to this day, it, things have not changed. It's one game at a time. It's only one game. And regardless of who the opponent is, you go in with the expectation of winning. And so where they want to say there's no blame between the two coaches, I'm going to say there's blame with, with Mr. Harbaugh. The way, the way he, come on coach, you played football. You've been a quarterback. You played football. 
you know that it's one game at a time. And here's one thing about it. From my perspective, he showed with the enthusiasm for winning that game, he, you would have thought he won a damn Super Bowl. You would have thought that he beat not the Detroit Lions, but that he coached for the Detroit Lions and he beat the San Francisco 49ers, who is one of the most storied franchises, you know, in the history of the National Football League. Dynasty. So the reputation of the 49ers is, uh, oh, if you beat some, you beat the 49ers. I know it's like, well, what are they doing today? Well, they're doing damn good today. But if you beat the 49ers, I think it's a little different. And I'm sure some, I got some good friends out there. Ronnie Lott. I'm sure Ronnie Lott was a little bit maybe embarrassed. Coach, come on, man. This is just game, this is game six, coach. Settle down. You know, coach, this is the Detroit Lions. They've never won a Super Bowl. Coach, come on. You, you, you like, we beat the, you know, the Detroit Lions, like the greatest team that ever played pro football, that's not what this is, coach. Get a grip, coach, because you, you are a coach. And so, Kevin, I'm just wondering, man, why do you think that we, we're brought up this way? We play, you play ball, too. You know, you know that you always approach it one game at a time. You go in, you expect to win. So when you win, you don't act like, oh, damn, we beat the, we beat the Detroit Lions. Come on, Kev, help me out, man. Do you, do you feel that way? Somebody needs to stop and say, Coach, man, this is just one game. You yeah. ain't made, you ain't in the pl playoffs. You ain't even, you ain't in the playoffs. Come on, help me out, Kev. Well, I know for one, Bill Walsh would have been very upset. He would have been embarrassed. He would have been embarrassed. You're exactly right. I did it. Yeah. Because, uh, like you say, the 49ers is a dynasty. Yes. And uh, the way Harbaugh did it, he act like he didn't think his team can beat the Lions. Yes, exactly. And so uh, the way he jumped up, like you say, ripped, uh, running across the field, the way he did, like they won the Super Bowl, and and just like you said, we just end the first quarter of the uh, of the season. You know, you still got more games to go, and by him being a former quarterback himself, he was, uh, being a quarterback, he was a leader, so he should know it's one game at a time. And I'm, I'm glad you said that because I, for the life of me, I'm wondering what's wrong with everybody in these studios. You know, and maybe Prime, Prime wasn't in the studio because he was being honored down there in Atlanta. Maybe Prime would have brought some perspective to it. But that's the reason why you have the coaches and the players there. Listen, man, you, you know, at some point in time, if you expect, I mean, I'm going to tell you this. I know that, uh, shout out to Lamar Campbell. Lamar, you know, um, is, is, is battling with a little bit of under the weather and he's trying to get better. So he, he didn't do a show the other day. But Lamar, homeboy from Philly, you know, former Detroit Lion, you know, and I said to him and, and then, uh, Kevin Lewis, I had Kevin on the show too and Kevin said, no, Ray, don't you say you thought that's, that's Kevin's down south boy. Don't you say you thought that. You know, the Detroit Lions gonna be doing that good. No, I did not say they were gonna be doing that good. I said that they would make probably a wild card. I thought they would finish at 9 and 7. But I'm saying to you this, that I believe when the San Francisco 49ers, we always do this as players, go down that schedule, and the players, when the season first, you know, schedule comes out, in your mind, you go through the schedule, and you kind of think, okay, we played it, uh, okay, we might have a tough time, oh, we're going to beat, oh, this, oh we're going to win, we're going to beat, oh. you see what I'm, so the 49ers, the players probably, Frank Gore probably went through that schedule, like, Detroit Lions, I don't care if they do got Sue and the other young boy. We don't win that one. So, right. so I, 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 didn't, I didn't see Frank Gore jumping around like they, like they won the Super Bowl. 
You know, and so in hardball, man, your man, your belly bigger than mine. Get in the gym. Come on, you work with a team every day. Get in the gym. You pull it. He pulled it. He finna pull his shirt off. Did you see that? He's yeah. finna do the slide like the girl done when they uh when they won the Olympics back in the day. You know, whatever it was they wanted. She pulled her shirt. He was about ready to rip his shirt off. And he showed a bad, you know, he did show a bad example as a coach. As a coach. Woody Hayes used to tell us, when you get in the end zone, don't act like you've never been there before. Come on, man, this is this big-time football. This is Monday night football, but you've been there before. <laughs> you know, show your coach. Listen, show some respect for the other coach. I don't care what you're doing. you got to gain your composure. you got to go over, and you have to shake the man's hand. After all, it's not the first game you ever won. You've won other games. You know, I think you you only lost one. So, But you won other games. So why was that one so much bigger? I mean, you now are telling me, I believe, the Super Bowl still has to go through Green Bay the last time I checked. That's right. But it appeared that they think that this team was better, is better than the Green Bay Packers, and so, hey, man, we just I, beat the Super Bowl champs. I don't see nobody right now beating Green Bay. Green Bay look good right now. Am I right about that one? You're right. I don't see nobody beating them right now. Now, and, now, now, now you, you said something, and I'm, I'm going to just kind of piggyback off that right now. And so, you know, the right now, uh, do you think that right now San Francisco felt that Detroit was – the best team in the National Football League right now, and that's why he was so excited. Yep, I think he, I think uh, Harbaugh felt like that because uh, going into the game, uh, Detroit was five and zero, and they hadn't lost the game since the last uh, four games of last season. So yeah, he was he overreact, he overreact, and it just created a big controversy towards the end because of his actions overreacting. Now, what do you think about this? Let's talk about the reaction. And, and, and Roger Goodell had time to stop and think about this. And you may be different than me. You, your opinion may be different. Do you think Roger Goodell handled it the right way? He didn't issue a statement. I think um, somebody from, from the league did say, you know, there were no punches thrown, so I guess no harm, no foul. Do you think that was the right way for them to handle that? Oh, no. Rules is rules. I believe, truthfully, I believe both coaches should have been fined. I believe they should have been fined because as well. I'm, I'm agree with you on the that. way. The way that action took place, it had got to it had got to the point that you had your players running to each coach, each coach as uh, back. So it could have really escalated even worse than what it did. Now, did Swartz overreact uh, because he lost, or did uh, Harbaugh? Overreact because he he probably used some type of sarcasm about him winning. We don't know, but the one thing I do know that these men are professionals, and the way they both act on that field remind me of looking at YouTube and you see these pop wanna coaches arguing and ready to fight little referees over these kid games. <laughs> well, you know, you're right, and it, it's become a YouTube explosion. It, it's out there. But one thing that you said I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you about, because, you know, I don't know why it is, but when I was a kid, you know, the thing was, if somebody pushed you, man, that's a fight. I don't know what it is about pushing, but pushing is something that's extremely disrespectful. It's almost like the stiff arm in football. I've always felt that's the worst thing in the world of running. Anybody could do to you is stiff arm you, and particularly in your face, because it's like, get out of here. And I'm telling you, 
with the emphasis that Harbaugh put on that, you know, slap on the back, it was a little push, and it was like, get out of here. And and I think, you know, with Swartz, it was a little delay. It was like, hold on, man. He, he didn't just, did he just push me? And, and then boom, and he snapped. But again, his was a reaction, and that's what they always say, that the second person usually is the one that gets caught. It's the one that reacts. And, and, it, and it just really got to him. It's like, I know he didn't just push me, did he? Yeah, he, he pushed me in, 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 in my house. Man, let me, I got to go. Uh, you know, and he just lost, he lost his mind. But you are so right. And that's my point. My point is that a message needed to be sent that, listen, no, we're going to stop this right now. Bam. We're going to squash this. No, forget that there were no punches that were thrown. This is not the way, this is not sportsman-like conduct. Shout out to Dez Clark. This, that's unsportsmanlike conduct. And so I think, again, y- y- it comes from the top. And it's okay if we want to have a team that shows great enthusiasm. That's fine. But, you know, there's a place where you can go in the locker room. After all, when, when, when you just win the pennant and you go in to celebrate, you open your champagne bottles in the locker room. You celebrate it amongst yourself in the locker room. You say the things you want to say in the locker room. You hope they don't become you know, materials for other locker rooms. So I, I think, you know, he, he was what they both lost control. Emotions took over. But it's like anything else. A coach is always supposed to be in control. That's why I tell people quarterbacks don't manage football games. Coaches, head coaches manage the football game. They have to be composed at all time. That's why they can call timeouts on the sidelines now because sometimes a quarterback ain't even aware of what's going on and they should there shouldn't be delayed game penalties because coaches should call those timeouts. And uh, you know, and I believe again the commissioner has to make a, a, a statement because if he doesn't, and the season is still early, who's to say one of these coaches end up being like one of your old coaches, Buddy Ryan? <laughs> hey, no, I'm gonna go a little deeper than that, man. I'm going to go real deep. I'm going to go way back to Woody Hayes. Yeah. I mean, man, I'm telling you now. Next thing you know, it wasn't any punches thrown. But you, if you let my emotions, you don't make me manage my, my emotions because I've shown you that I can get out of control. It might escalate. It might go to the next level the next time. Now, they was arguing because you know how it is. That's how arguments go. You like you argue back and forth, and pretty soon somebody say, okay, listen, man, you said enough, you better get out of my face. And you keep going back and forth, and then it escalates. And so, listen, in the National Football League, do you know you do, people listen to this? Do you know they tell you you can't even have your socks down? If there's there's a uniform and you better be in uniform like everybody else or you don't get fined. This is a league where they told Jim McMahon you can't wear something on your headband. That's right. And then you see so you can't have a double standard. That's how come there's been a few things that happened with I just want to be consistent. That's all. Just just be consistent. Keep it fair. Keep it fair. You know, players, listen. Players, punches, they, they, you know, you see they pulled out all the highlight reels of things that have happened similar to this in the past. Talk about Buddy Ryan punching people. That's true. <laughs> but, but, but the fact of the matter is, I, I think Mr. Goodell missed this one. He missed this one. I called him Mr. Goodell. I'm going to give you your props, Roger. But on that one, you missed it. So, listen, I'm going to take a break, Kev. Stay with me, man. We're going to come back talk a little bit about Tony Romo, you know, and some other things. But you listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, so living like it matters. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. 
So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely despise her, especially at 1-2. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine-horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, you hear that music, you know the show, you listen to Real Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm at Phoenix Living Like It Matters, got my man Kevin with me. And, uh, Kev, you know, the last time, just before we went to break, of course, we were talking a little bit about the Detroit Lions and, and the San Francisco 49ers and, and, and this ultimate respect that was shown to the Detroit Lions as if they were the San Francisco 49ers. Right. And, of course, they are not. But, but we had a game this past weekend. Of course, the Dallas Cowboys were playing the New England Patriots. Now, now today... You know, and, and, and let's talk about, you know, in the present, you know, who's on the football field. Because if you want to talk about in the past, you could throw some other people in there. But, but Peyton Manning is not playing football today. So he's not in, the, he's not in this equation, this question. You know, the equation only consists of two people now. I mean, it's like Drew Brees is doing his thing. You know, three people. Drew Brees is doing his thing. True. Tom Brady is doing his thing. True. And, of course, Aaron Rodgers is doing his thing. True. Now... You know, you you, you got to throw Drew in there because you know I think that Drew won a Super Bowl. Tom uh, Brady has won a Super Bowl. Been a while, you know, and and of course the you know the man who still's got a trophy in the house yeah. is uh, Green Bay Packers Aaron Rodgers. Now, right. when the Cowboys were playing the Patriots, you know Michael Irvin his analogy after the game, you know, basically was saying, hey, you know, sometimes in this league, you know, you you kind of you got to there's some barometer out there to say, okay. What does a good football team look like? Who is a good football team? And and you would have to say that the New England Patriots is a good football team. The Patriots are a good football team, good coaching staff, good system, offense, defense, special teams. They they consistently do it all week in, week out. They're going to be there in the playoff pitch, and you know that every year. That's not what the Detroit Lions have to offer. That might today, and we still don't even know because you don't know what kind of debt they got, depth they got. 
uh, you don't know if, if they can maintain and sustain this throughout the whole season. Football season is a long season. Right. You know, so we, we don't know if they can do that. But when the Cowboys were playing the Patriots, and the Cowboys, of course, did not win. And but but I, I'm not going. I'm not defending Tony Romo. But what I'm saying about this this last game, okay, when it came down to the wire, I think that you always hear people talk about: Are you playing to win? Or are you playing not to lose? I think in this particular case, I think what the coach had made a decision that if we were in a position to win the game, what I don't want to happen is I don't want to put my quarterback in a position where people can fault him and say that, okay, Tony lost this game by throwing an interception. So they, the last few times they had the ball, they, 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 they ran the ball. Okay, but d- d- let me ask you this. Do you think that the Cowboys should have tried to put a nail on the coffin, you know, don't hold Tony back, let him throw the ball all over the place, try to put a touchdown on the board, and 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 get get the game out of reach, as opposed to your defense has been playing good all day. You know you don't have to worry about Tony Psyche going in because if Tony throws an interception and we lose the game because of an interception, the fans gonna run him out of town, and the news media is gonna kill him every you know on every show. So did the Cowboys do the right thing by running the ball and and turning it over to their defense to try to stop one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game, or did they do the wrong thing? Because remember Bill Belichick. Yeah. When he had a chance to play the Indianapolis coach, he didn't want to put that ball back in the hands of Peyton Manning. So he went for a fourth and two or fourth and one and didn't get it because he knew that Peyton Manning was going to go down and score on him. The Dallas Cowboys, what was coach thinking? I mean, did he not know if I get his ball back to Tom Brady, they're going to score and they're going to win? Was he protect- did he overprotect Tony Romo? Or did he show a, lot, a lack of confidence in his quarterback? What do you think, have how that played out? I think that he showed lack of confidence in his quarterback because I would uh, let uh, Tony Romo go for it. You know, yeah, your defense is playing good, but you don't want to put that, that ball in the hand of Brady because, again, Brady is one of the uh, top quarterbacks out there. And... Uh, when you play on Sunday, it's, it's like that movie, Any Given Sunday. You got you got a, a, a good receiver in Miles uh, Austin, you know, and if that line, all that line have to do is just hold up and uh, let Tony uh, do his thing. But let me, let me ask you, though, but you know the media's been killing him. They've been saying Tony's like Brett Favre in his last few games, last few years, you know. You know, he gets you there, but but then, wow, he throw an interception. You know he's going to throw an interception. He's going to just make a throw, and you're going to think, you know, man, don't do that. And, and next thing you know, it's an interception. And, 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 and that's what's been happening to Tony. Tony plays, he's got a good arm. He throws some good passes sometimes. But sometimes, you know, when it, as soon as it's let go, you oh no you know it's like oh yeah oh no you know yeah. so and, and and psychologically do you think that Tony Romo has demonstrated that he's strong enough to deal with this national media the spotlight that's all over him and particularly now it's almost like you know they're they're almost like asking for it, his job to get him out of there you know Prime has gone and said I don't think he could make it happen he's not going to win the Super Bowl. You know, uh, you know, Michael, I think it's just short of that, you know, and these are some Hall of Famers, you know, who are very passionate uh, about that franchise and the storied history of that franchise. And, and they're looking at him and, and they're not sure he can do it. So uh, when you say he held him back, do you think that sends a message to Tony 
that my coach don't have confidence in me. And if that's the case, do you think he should have gone to the sideline and said, Coach, man, we let's not do that conservative thing. Don't worry about me. I got this. Let's call some plays so we can we can keep this ball, make some first downs, move the ball down the field, and not get his ball back to to, to Tom Brady. Should, should Tony has stepped up because quarterbacks and coaches kind of have a different kind of communication. Most guys may not say a whole lot to the coach. But coaches, head coaches, and quarterbacks, man, they're in constant communication. Yeah, they're constant communication. And I think that did, I think the coach showed a lack of confidence in him. Uh, and again, yeah, the media can make you or break you, but, uh, being, and Roma been getting, uh, the media been on him, uh, this long, you know, one, uh, when he do good, they, they give him praise, and when they lose, they, they speak bad on him. Uh, mentally, he got to block them out. He got to focus on, I'm the leader of this team, and uh, where even if my coach don't uh, think I can do it, I need to go over here and let him know, Coach, I can do it. I can win this game. You know, uh, uh, give me that chance because as you see seeing now, all these uh, different quarterbacks that's come, that's in the league now that's been getting bad publicity by the media and fans and everything else, they they pretty much getting weeded to the sideline now, you know, because the the, the teams are feeling like, well, uh, even though this is just the, uh, the first, uh, we ended in the first quarter of the season, I don't, you know, they gave up. I don't think that uh, we're going to probably make it to the playoffs, so let's put our franchise quarterback in now and let's see what he can do, because you see that over at Denver. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy, man. I, I, I don't understand that. See, if I'm a player, if I'm a player, I, I don't want you, you know, like you said, it's just the first quarter of the season, and so you saying that, okay, th- th- listen, history has shown that maybe somebody has made the playoffs at 8-8 eight eight before. I believe Denver, I mean, I, uh, Sanford, uh, no, Seattle Seahawks last year, they didn't have a winning record. They made it to the playoffs. Now, yeah. I, I, I'm with you now. I, I don't and, believe, and, don't be giving up on the season. If you notice, they just did the same thing over in Minnesota. You know, uh, McNabb been getting the, uh, uh, publicity been getting it just as bad as Romo. Yeah, I, I don't, I'm with you on that. Now, let's not give up on myself. I got some incentives and I, I'm, I'm not being, you know, selfish, but I, personally I want to win. And then I, you know, and personally, I got some incentives on my contract, but maybe we win some games. But let's not be giving up on the season and just move to the future when the first half of the season's not over. Where we don't know somebody else could lose. They Peyton Manning, you know, right. and 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 they they season could be over with. But for Tony Roma, I'm I'm just gonna say this. I believe, and this is a shame it happens like this. But I believe again, Jerry Jones got his hands in that thing, man. And I and I and I just believe, you know, the coach didn't want to, you know. Call passing plays because if he threw an interception, you know, coach was going to be in trouble, and then Jerry might get fired. Coach. Yeah, and and see, that's just the that's the chance he got to take. You yeah, know? you can't. You know, he can't, he can't be coach of the game, scared to coach a game, to put his guys in a position to win the game because he worried about his job. You can't do. And, and Jerry Jones need to step up and say, okay, come on. Listen, let's play. I got faith in this quarterback. I gave him big money a couple years ago. You know, the boy can throw the ball. You know, let, let's let's play to win. Let's not play scared. We're the Dallas Cowboys. Y'all supposed to be John Wayne of the National Football League, yeah. and you afraid to throw the ball because it may get intercepted? I mean, you, they let him uh, open up and throw that ball when uh, uh, the lungs was supposed to be in collapse and uh, the ribs was fractured. He was throwing the ball. You and, see? And on the, and he came back and won, and it was all praises. So it's like uh, you, 
don't you don't give up. It's like they're giving up on their player when they shouldn't give up. Yeah, and let's not forget now. You, you don't, Felix Jones was was out. He messed up his ankle. You know, Marion Barber, your big horse, you gave him away. He's not with you anymore. So you got some young running backs back there. You know, and you play the New England Patriots, and you think they're gonna get it done? You know, and and, and you're, you're supposed to be your best player on your team, your quarterback. You don't have enough confidence in him because you think he may throw it away. Now, I'm just going to say this. Yes, the media, one way or the other way, would have been on him. But listen, I, I, I'm like this. I believe in myself. And if I'm a quarterback, a court, any damn body can hand the ball off. But I'm a quarterback. That means I can throw the ball. And if you don't have confidence in my ability to throw the ball, that means you don't have any confidence in me. That's right. And that means, really, you, you might as well put somebody else in here instead of, you know, because anybody could just hand the damn ball off. You know, so I, I just, Jason Garrett, I just have a problem with the way he coached that football. He coached that football game like his job was on the line. Was on the line. And he was scared to call a passing play because if Tony Romo throw an interception, Tony may be here because they have, they owe him some money. But I may be out of here. And you I just don't think, Jason, you, you can't, you your can't quarterback blame, can't be like that. You can't blame Romo for that game. No, I, I don't think, I really don't think you can. Uh, I believe what you can blame is you can blame, uh, you know, a lack of confidence. And, you know, it's almost like we were talking about the Detroit Lions and the San Francisco 49ers. Right. You know, it's almost like unlike the San Francisco 49ers, the Dallas Cowboys didn't think they could beat the New England Patriots. That's right. So they didn't try to win the game because we let's just hold on, hope the clock runs out, hope something else happens, hope the defense gets a turnover. No. The way there's only one, one of all plays that people hate to see on the football field when you're on the opposing side, and that's when the offense takes a knee. You hate that because you know it's over, okay? So you want your offense to be on the field because you want them to do that. But listen, man, I hear that music, so we got to take a break, man. Kevin, man, I appreciate it when you call, man. Let's hold on for a minute. We're going to do a couple more things. We're going to talk about a little bit more about some football. Oh, yeah. Listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. We'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. 
Sports have become a big part of everyone's lives today. We all have that team that we live and breathe to follow. We watch hours of football on TV, play Madden sports on our gaming system, and our wives can't seem to tear us from the couch. If this sounds like you, or if you're a football wife who wants a few words, we want to hear from you. Listen for Life, Love, and Sports, featuring your host, Ron Dixon. Ron takes you inside the world of sports and finds out what you, the fan, are talking about today. Listen Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Sports. Your Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Real Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Got my man Kevin Browning on with me. Kev, we got some games coming up this week, of course. Uh, and, uh, you know, it looks like, uh, let's start off with, uh, it looks like we got the San Diego Chargers, of course, <clears throat> going up against the uh, the New York Jets. Jets just, you know, coming off a victory. Uh, and, and, and they got to go to New San Diego. has got to cross, come across country and go up to New York. Many times when the teams from the East Coast go to West, they lose. But sometimes the West Coast teams are able to come, you know, East and, 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 and still a game or two. What do you think about, you know, the, the, the Chargers going into the Jets? You think that uh, little Rex got his team ready to go, man, and they're and they ready to go back and uh, win some games and uh, move up in standings? I think San Diego going uh, uh, to win that one. Going to surprise them on that one, huh? I think they're going to surprise them. Well, I'll tell you what, we're going we gonna to go through here real fast, man. So you're going you're gonna to take San Diego. You know, I'll tell you what, I just, I, I don't think Rex wants to, you know, Sanchez, he, he's starting to get a little bit of comfort. You know, one thing about football, man, football, even though it's just, you know, 16 games a week, a week is uh, it's an extended series, if you will. So this man is on an emotional high after one win, and it's like two wins is is a winning streak. You know, and so the Jets who have lost, I think they lost like three. You know, now I think they, I think he might, Sanchez might, might they might find something. I think they, I'm going to go with the Jets on that one, man. What about, okay, now we got, uh, you know, Houston going in, into Tennessee. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm not really sure if, uh, if, you know, I, I like Tennessee's running game, you yeah. know. And so, uh, uh, although Houston don't have a bad running game themselves now. Right. That's a bit a battle of two good backs there. But now the thing I also like about Tennessee, uh, uh that quarterback been uh he been producing over there too. Yeah, you're right about that. You're right about that. So so you're gonna go with Tennessee, okay, I I'll, I'll let you have that one. Okay. Now Denver, Miami, if there's ever a team that I think the Tim Tebow, you know, wanted to play, and this game is this game is in Miami. Now the thing about that is that's gonna be like a homecoming for him. So it's probably gonna be more Denver fans in the stadium than it is going to be Miami fans, but I, I just got to think, you know, Tim wants to go home. He wants to play good, wants everybody to see him down there in Florida. Uh, but I think Miami, after last night, Miami just, uh, you know, they, they've got to they've got to find a way to win a football game. So I'm 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 just going. 
I think Tim Tebow is going to have a great game, man, and I'm going to go with Denver. I can't believe I'm going to say that, but I think Tim's going to win that. He couldn't want a better team to play against I, him. I think the same thing. I think that Denver going to win it, too. Yeah. And even though Denver got rid of Brandon Lloyd, I still think they're going to win it. Yeah, I think they're going to find a way to win that, you know. And uh, and they're going to give it all the, you know, and then he may deserve the credit. If he deserves the credit, fine. But to me, still, I don't. I, Tim Tebow is not my National Football League starting quarterback right now. He's just not. Put him in, let him get some games on his belt and I guess next year we can give him a serious evaluation uh, I guess they just going to still take this as his rookie year so to speak but okay still he's got a lot to prove to me Chicago Tampa Bay you know Chicago's got to go down to the Tampa Bay and Tampa Bay talking about you know man Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde they go from getting killed you know to, you know, to winning a game nobody expected them to win right well, I think I'm going to go with Tampa Bay on that one and they playing in Tampa Bay I'm going with Tampa Bay. Yeah, I, I like Josh, man. Josh is a big boy, and Josh yeah. ain't, you know, he's he stood up to Kellen Winslow. That running back, that running back, gonna give him problems too. Yeah, and he stood up to Kellen Winslow. He, Josh wasn't backing down, you know. Josh got a backbone, so I, yeah. I, I like that big fella, man. So I'm gonna go. Okay, Atlanta at Detroit. Uh, I think. Man, that's gonna be a good one. I think that's gonna be the game of the week. That uh, that one. So I. Uh, I don't know. I think Detroit might bounce back. Yeah, Detroit going to have to bounce back. What happened is by them losing to the 49ers, they gave them a wake-up call. They yeah. were getting a little too arrogant. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think they're going to, and, and you know, it's going to be some, it's going to be another running back they're going to have to deal with, you know, because big fella going to come oh, up yeah. in there running that ball. Oh, but, yeah. but, but I, I think that, uh, I think Detroit going to be ready, man. Now you got, uh, you know, Seattle at Cleveland. Cleveland just lost to the Raiders, you know, emotional game for the Raiders to continue on. Uh, but, but Seattle going into Cleveland, that dog pound, um, I, what you think? I think Cleveland is going to beat them in the dog pound. Yeah, they need to, man. I didn't want to be a homer on that one, but I'm going to go with my boys on that. You know, Washington, Carolina. Now, what do you think? Washington and Carolina. Oh, Washington going to win that. Cam Newton going to have a good game, but uh, Washington going to win it. Yeah, they got to try to make a rebound after losing to the Eagles, but it's at Carolina. I'm going to go with Cam. Cam got to get one sometime. Pittsburgh at Arizona. Pittsburgh coming in, you know. Uh, they're coming here to Arizona, of course. Uh, you know, Wiz is playing against his old team. Yeah, uh, but, you know, this, this I got to be biased. I got to go with the Cardinals. Oh, okay. You're going to go with the Cardinals, man. I I'm going to tell you what. go with the Cardinals. And I, I, I ain't doing this because of my boy, but, you know, uh, I'm, you know, that AFC. I, I got a little bit for the AFC. I got yeah. a little bit for the NFC. But the Cardinals to me, man, I like Beanie. I like Beanie, man. Beanie knocking helmets off when he running. Oh, but, yeah. but I, but I think, I think the Steelers are going to come in here and win this one, man. Okay. Kansas City. And, and Oakland, Oakland, mm. Oakland is on the road. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think they can ride that emotional high. And it's, and, and, it's, and, it's, got, and, it's, and, and they just picked up Carson Palmer today. Yeah, well, here's the thing about that. They, they, they started a quarterback controversy right there because again, you got that, you paying that man all that money. Then you know when Jason comes back. You know, he's going to want to play, you know, so is that, I think the locker room going to be a little tense. Uh, that, that's going to be a tough one, man. That's going to be right. a tough one. But, uh, you know, I think, you know, Kansas City needs to be able to go in there and win. They need to be able to go in there and win. I uh, don't know if they can do it, but they, they need to go in there and win. I, my heart is with the Raiders, but I think Kansas City might get that one. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, Green Bay, Minnesota. Man. Oh, well. <laughs> That's no question. I mean, I shouldn't say it like that, but uh, Green Bay going to win that one. Okay, well, I'll tell you what. Um, They're going to start Christian Ponder, and uh, that Green Bay defense is going to welcome him to the NFL officially. 
Wow. Okay, listen, I got Doc on the line, and uh, Doc, of course, uh, is coming up right after me. I got Bruce of Sports Doc on the line. Uh, we got a couple minutes there. Hey, Doc, you know that? I want to ask you this before. I know you're a concussion specialist, but there's a lot of injuries going on. You know, Jason Campbell just broke his collarbone. You got some high ankle sprains. Uh, talk to me a little bit about that, that collarbone. Can he expect to come back uh, in four or eight weeks? I mean, four weeks, and if he comes back, uh, will he be at full strength? Well, the thing about the collarbone is... we got about two minutes, Doc. You can't give it that long. When <laughs> no, I'm not going to be that long. The thing about the collarbone is it really has to do with pain tolerance. There's, there's no surgery like we do with plates and screws for others. So basically four weeks is an average for the cutback. And being a quarterback, it'll just depend on whether he can throw with the pain from the collarbone. So I think there is a chance he could come back in, in four weeks, but it's not a definite. Okay, Doc. Now, that's interesting you say that because, see, I'm thinking it's up there around that neck. Peyton Manning has a neck injury. I know there's totally different injuries, but the collarbone is something you can come back a little quicker. And, but Peyton's got an issue that's completely different. Completely different. Peyton actually has a weak right triceps. That is, to throw a football, you're extending your elbow. That's the main move. So the reason he had that surgery is without the surgery, he would not be able to throw a football. And it's still a long shot. Whereas the collarbone really is something which is the front part, and it's mere, it, has, it, it doesn't affect the mechanical throwing at all. It's, it's somewhat like a broken rib in that if the, if the pain tolerance is there, then the, then the quarterback could return back to play. Wow. Well, I'm telling you guys, you, you guys got to make sure you tune in and listen to Rail of Sports here on the Voice American Network because I got people, I got professional people that know exactly what they're talking about. And I'm going to join Doc on the other side with his show too. And uh, I think they got a bye week in NFC East for some people coming up pretty soon, Doc. But, uh, you know, some things are happening in a positive way there in the city of brotherly love. And we got a victory, and I think everybody's happy, and they sell them more cheesesteaks, and everybody's overweight. But <laughs> and Andy took a punch in the belly. You don't talk to him about the punch in the belly, dog. But listen, I got to I got it. You notice that the people who do the punch in the belly, it's always a star. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. The if scrubs. You see back up, you'll see him on the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you ain't if you ain't on the field, you bet that punch the coach. Hey, hey, that's the end of the show. I've been had a great time here. Thank you everybody for listening, for joining in. You've been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America. Network. I'm going to finish living like it matters, and I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.